Hello, friends. This is Pastor David Grogan Sr. I'm the senior pastor at Sojourner Life Ministries, and I am the voice of Phoenix's Javelin. want to welcome you all to the podcast again here on today and um, just going to spend a little time today on this Thursday uh, to remind us, you the listener, um, especially those that are of the household of faith, how great a time it is to be a Christian, to be saved, uh, delivered from sin, to have given our life over to the Savior, Jesus Christ, because we're living in those times. We're living in those these perilous times, these times when people just don't want to do right. They have no desire to do right. They have no desire to live their life right. And once again, I'm not going to be painting with a broad brush because there's a lot of really good people out there. But even good people that were, that are without Jesus Christ as their Savior, just not good enough. Uh, there's none perfect, no, not one, except for the Son of God, who is the Christ. And all of us who have received him as our Lord and Savior, we are clothed, clothed in his righteousness. He has showered his blessing upon us and um, desires to have a relationship with you also. And so today... You know, there's a event that's coming up um, for the rest of the year, and I want to spend some time just to uh, talk about that event, um, not to be picking on the writer. I don't know if it was the writer of the article I'm about to read or if it was actually um, the gentleman, um, Mr. Khan, Jonathan Khan, who uh, made the error, but... um. We're, we look forward to rectifying that, not to be, like, as I said, to pick on him, but just to make sure that you, the listener, would understand that the scripture that he gave uh, was, uh, the verse was the wrong scripture. The book and chapter were right, but the verse was wrong. And just so, you know, you'll know uh, what he was intending. I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight, too, uh, today also. So the beauty of this is, is that we can sit down and we can reason together. We can talk about what's up and coming. We can talk about how this country is in need of a savior. And the savior is nigh us. Even today, as I'm yet speaking, Jesus sits on the right hand of the throne of God, making intercession for those that will call on him and seek him as their savior. You know, this event that I'm talking about is coming up. Uh, it's called the Return Movement. Uh, it's a return, um, return movement. The return of to people of the Christians to seek God's kingdom first, which is something that all Christians we should be doing anyway. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of His righteousness, and everything else that we have need of, you know, uh, will come. Uh, we need to make sure that we're seeking God's kingdom. And, and here it is in 2020. Uh, September of 2020, and you can tell by what's going on in society, you can tell by all the upheaval, the chaos, the pandemonium, all the things that we talk about here at Phoenix's Javelin, that these things are going at a, a very fast pace. And uh, I want to do, a, I want to plug also my up and coming YouTube posts going to start back doing YouTube again. I was doing YouTube uh, in 2016. I started, just did a few YouTube posts. Um, had a lot of things going on in my life, just probably the way you have a lot of things going on in your life. Sometimes we, we, we start out at the wrong time. Uh, I thought it was the right time, but based on the things that took place, it was the wrong time. But now is the time. So YouTube, if you can, if you go to YouTube, you'll be able to find me at YouTube, Pastor David G. Grogan Sr., uh, the voice of Phineas' Javelin. Just Google Phineas' Javelin on YouTube and you'll see my face come up and uh, you'll see, you'll get to be able to put a face to the voice that you hear here on this podcast. Um, so I pray that uh, you will look forward to, look forward to your support both on this podcast and on YouTube. Subscribe to either one. Listen to either one. I'm looking for listeners on the podcast so that we can expand our listening base. 
this um, podcast and the YouTube is for Christians, not for Christians only, but it's to encourage the body of Christ to do what we're supposed to be doing. It, I want to encourage the body of Christ as a pastor. I've been a I've been saved for 31 years. I've been a pastor of a, a independent ministry since 2002. Sojourner Life Ministries is the name of the ministry that I pastor. Uh, non-denominational. We preach and teach uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and holiness, holiness as a way of life, because God is a holy God. And everything in the Scripture. Uh, from the very time that he created the heavens and the earth and all that dwells within until the book of Revelation, the end, our victory letter, God is a holy God and he wants us to live holy. He wants you to live holy. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then it, it goes further than just taking up the brand name if you are of being a Christian, but it goes even deeper than that. It goes to uh, the place where it's it's a fellowship. It's a fellowship between you and God. It's the ability to have an audience with God when when people that are not saved can't have an audience with God. God knows it. He loves his humanity. He loves his creation. He causes the rain to fall on the, the just as well as the unjust or, or the unjust as well as the just and the sun to, to shine on the unjust as well as the just. But when it comes down to it, he, look, he wants those that believe on him as the sovereign ruler of the universe, he wants those that will say yes, Lord, to your will and yes, Lord, to your way. Those who have given or will give your life to Christ as your savior, because it's in the scripture that the only way to get to the father is through the son. So the only way to get to the sovereign ruler of the universe, who is God, is through his son, Jesus Christ. And then, of course, he blesses us with his precious spirit, his Holy Spirit to abide in us. Only when you say, yes, Lord, then the Holy Spirit knows that you want to be led. The Holy Spirit, he will be the one that will prick your heart and cause you to say, yes, Lord, and really mean it. Not just with lip service, but with your heart. He's the one that once you do that, then he will come in and make his abode in you. It's in the scripture. He will come in and make his abode in you. So that from that point on now, you have all the, the uh, instruction and direction that you need. Okay, so let's move on. Um, this this great um, this uh, um, this great um, movement or uh, this great uh, gathering that's going to take place is um, I'm going to read to you out of the uh, CBN news. Uh, this was published 9-9-2020, which was yesterday. And it's been talked about, it's been in the planning stages, it's been talked about. And I want to go ahead and cover this and encourage those of you, uh, the listeners here at Phoenix's Javelin, if you're able to be there, be there. If you're not able to be there, they have, they have made a way so that we can still be involved. I'm here in San Antonio, Texas. No, I know I won't be able to be there in person, but I plan to have the church members at Sojourner Life Ministries and those that will to be involved in the prayer that's going to be taking place because our nation needs prayer. And listen to me, the only one of the only ones that can pray and be heard by God are those who have said, yes, Lord, to your will and yes, Lord, to your way. So I'm going to read this article first. And then after I read the article, I'm going to make the correction that I was telling you about. We're going to read the, the scripture out of the, out of the Holy Bible, which is going to be the King James version. And I'm just going to spend a little time talking to you about this uh, great need in the time that we're living in when so much is going on. So this is the article. The return movement calls, um, calls U.S. Christians to seek God's kingdom first. Thousands of Christians plan to gather in Washington, D.C. on September the 26th for an event called The Return, National and Global P Day of Prayer and Repentance. Author Jonathan Kahn uh, is uh, co-chair of the event and spoke to 700 Club host Pat Robertson about it on Thursday's 700 Club. Khan called it a solemn assembly based on 2 Chronicles 7 and 19. And that's where the, the actual scripture is 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 from the Bible. Okay, you can if you if you have a Bible at home and you read your Bible, you can you can fact check me and him by going to second chronicles the seventh chapter and you'll see that exactly verse number 14 is the scripture that he was talking about in verse number 19 so i don't know if it was a misprint 
by the by the writers of this of CBN News, or if he if they just if they repeated what he said and it was a, and he misspoke. But either way, it's all right because he has it written down here. The very scripture that's in Second Chronicles seven and fourteen says, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin and will heal." their land that's the scripture that's the scripture that's in second chronicles the seventh chapter verse number 14 it's going to be on the national mall in washington dc on september the 26th khan said uh, but it's also going to be around the world and around the country for those who can't make it it's going to be streamed to their homes their churches they can have their own event the point is this is a crucial moment the return is for all believers from all denominations and backgrounds. Leaders around, uh, leaders already on board with the return include uh, General William uh, Boykin, Carter Colon, Dr. James Dobson, Bishop Harry Jackson, Alveda King, and Graham Lutz, Pat Robertson, Gordon Robinson, Kevin and Sam Sorbo, Stephen E. Strang, and many more. The return is set to take place 40 days before the presidential election and on the 40th, on the 400th anniversary of the sailing of the Mayflower. Surrounding the surrounding uh, the day of return on September 26 at the Washington Mall will be 10 days known from ancient times as the Days of Awe to be set as a as, as a special time of prayer and re, and repentance from September the 18th through the 28th. I believe this is the moment, Khan said, if we don't do if we don't do this now, we may pass the point we may be past the point of or, or we may pass the point of no return. So and, and you know and what he's saying there and that's the end of the article. Uh uh what he's saying there is absolutely true. You know, I have family members that disagree with me and that's all right. I love them anyway and no matter how much we disagree, I believe that we can agree to disagree. And still love each other. I know that some people um, hate Donald Trump as the president of the United States. And some people hate Joe Biden. That he would become the president of the United States. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't hate either one of them. Because they're mere men. Both of them are mere men. Both of them are mere men and they have their own problems. They have their own personalities. They have their own mindsets. Their own um, uh, desires to do the country the way that they see best. But as a 61-year-old black man in the United States of America, as a Christian, a Christian first, a Christian, 61-year-old Christian black man, I have never seen this country in the state that it's in. I have never seen this country in all my years in the state that it's in on this date. It's terrible. It's a ter it's a, it's, this is a terrible time for the United States of America because you have all over this country people that are so bound by their heathenism listen to me they're bound by the color of their skin they're bound by financial class they're bound by political pro, uh, political parties they're bound by most of the the worst of all is their unbelief that god is a sovereign ruler of the universe universe they're bound by that and and it's terrible because those bondages cause those people to try to find get their freedom by themselves they try to make things happen by themselves. They go on their own knowledge. They go on their own uh, 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 wisdom to try to deliver themselves and then gather as many people behind them to go with them to say that, yeah, this is the way. But the word of God says in Proverbs uh, 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 12 or 14 and 12 that there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the ends there are are the ways of death. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the ends there are, are the ways of death. So it doesn't matter what man does. It doesn't matter what we try to do ourselves. We will never be able to do what God can do. God's wisdom. God's wisdom is beyond our understanding. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He's all seeing. He's all hearing. There's nothing that we can do that could ever match the glory and the omnipotent power, omnipotence, the power of God. So just this, 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 uh, this great thing that's happening 
is much needed. Uh, I believe in my heart uh, that many people will come and many people that will come, their hearts will be true and they'll have a desire to truly serve God. They'll be there for the right reason. You know, I, I'm always struck. I'm always struck with this, with the um, time when Jesus Christ, after the followers had followed him for many uh, hours of the day and they were tired and hungry. And the disciples told him, Jesus, why don't you just send these people home and let so they can eat? And Jesus said, no, because they follow me and they, they wanted to hear the word. And many of them are hungry and many of them faint. He said that he would feed them. And so what he did, he set them down in groups of 50, not including the men and not, not including the women and children. And he, uh, and he, um, uh, uh, looked out over the multitude, it was said in the scripture, and he was moved with compassion. So Jesus looked out over the multitude and he was moved with compassion. You know, uh, uh, he knows the needs that we have and we are living in a time where there is so much that's going on that's just not right. So much that's going on that's out of the will of God. But there is a group of people out there that, are, that God knows they want him and they need him. And so you'll have those that will come for the right reason. And you'll have those that will come out of curiosity, maybe even try to the way things are going right now with so much of this um, hedonism going on, uh, uh, these, these dangerous protests. There might even be people that will come and try to stop this from taking place. I wouldn't doubt it. Do not be surprised if in the midst of this, these things that are taking place that, that with all the security that's going to be there, there's going to be people there that are going to do everything they can to, to cause a ruckus. But you know what? That's all right, because if, 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 if it's allowed to happen, it's because God is going to allow them to do it. Because if they did it and God wanted to stop them, he could put, as, they, as we say in the street, he could put their lights out immediately, if not sooner. But because of the fall of humanity, because of this great fall in a way uh, uh, and uh, uh, falling away from God, the great fall of humanity, people are going to be nasty and ugly and, and, and hateful the way that they are. So it doesn't matter how they come. The main thing is that if they come, my wife has sent me a text on this um, story and I text her back, you know, and we were saying, and she said, what say you? And I said, well, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's great. And I, I pray that many will come. Uh, those that come with a sincere heart, you know, that's a blessing. And they will, they, God will hear their prayers, hear our prayers. But for those that come and their hearts are not right, Prayerfully, they'll be captured by the word of God and by the spirit of God. So even though you might have those that will come that are, that are not going to be right in their heart, the prayer is that they will, they will hear the word and feel the presence of, this, of God there and be saved. Some that might be saved, but they're bound in, their, in whatever um, bondage that the, uh, Satan has, has linked to them. Uh, that they'll be delivered from their bondage at this at this at this great um, gathering, and not just there, but but all over the globe. You know, in their own uh, churches that are spread abroad around this country, that they will hear the word and realize that they need Jesus to Christ. This is very important, y'all. This this is very important because I'm a read another article and this article was came this article was from august the 31st uh, 2020 and then there was another article that came out prior to that one um if i can't find it i'll just give you the gist of it and you can google it but this article it says here a new jesus people movement in america revival in new jersey new york city boston as move of God hits East Coast. Huge gatherings of people step into the light of salvation as a move of God swept parts of the, of the northeastern U, U, uh, U.S. last weekend. Uh, worship leader Sean F uh, Fuchs, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, if I'm, I don't want to cut up his name, and Dr. Charles Karuku with International Outreach Church brought outdoor revival meetings to New Jersey, New York, and Massachusetts. Despite the rainy weather, worshipers gathered in Lincoln Park New Jersey on Friday where the faith leaders shared a message of peace and hope. 
We feel this. We feel like this rain delay is only making us even more hungry and more passionate. Uh, Fuchs uh, declared, "This is the stuff worship dreams are made of." One attendee carried a sign that said, "Worship is warfare," a testament to the belief that America is facing an escalating spiritual battle these days. The praise event continued in New York City and. On Saturday, and where and where uh, where uh, baptisms took place in the public fountains of the iconic Washington Square Park, uh, this place is filled with people about to get baptized in the fountains of Washington Square Park. Uh, Fuchs said, "Some of them uh, just got saved, and some are rededicating." In a video shared on on Facebook, Dr. Karuka uh, descri described the occasion as a move of God. After 29 people were baptized uh, Saturday night in New York City, including a family of five. We have people getting born again. We kept on baptizing people, Karuka added. We baptized an, an entire family of five. It was awesome. They all gave their life to Christ and they came to be baptized. G uh, just, uh, 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 just days earlier, Dr. Karuka was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, leading the riots to revival movement where baptisms and 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 worship filled the streets after the city was uh, presently uh, excuse me after the city was recently rocked by violence and protest a revival is when god begins to tug on the hearts of people and call them back to repentance karuku explained in the video we uh, uh karuku explained in the video quote when god begins to be the first love of his people that is the spark of love in their hearts it is the revival of the heart unquote then the worship event flooded uh the streets of boston on sunday where the holy spirit drew more people to give their lives to christ hundreds gathered at boston commons to worship with fooch and listen to local pastor dr roberto Miranda. quote it's hard to believe that we are in boston right now unquote dr Miranda said quote I've been pastoring in Boston for 34 years and I've had a front row seat to how the weather and temperature spirit uh, uh, weather and temperature spiritually has been going up and up in New England. The pastor added, quote, I think uh, God still has things to do in this city. Let's not uh, let's not overestimate the prophetic power of these acts, unquote, Miranda stated. These are uh, prophetic times that require prophetic acts from the people of God. It is necessary to be here to break through the darkness. The, the, the holy noise we are making strikes fear in the, in the enemy. And it truly does. Satan does not, does not like when the people of God come together. He does not like to know that the people of God are going to do everything that they can to um, to uh, fight a fight against him. He wants, you know, people, Christian, um, people that hate Christians, what they want, they want for Christians just to lay down and play dead. They don't want uh, Christians to come together. They don't want us to worship. They don't want us to, uh, uh, um, to uh, 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 sing songs of Zion. They don't want that. What they want us to do is to lay down and let them do whatever they want to do. People that are unsaved, heathenistic, perverse, and rebellious against God. They want Christians out of their way. And we are in a time like no other time. Believe me, like I said, 61 years, and I literally feel uh, the only way for this country to make it for uh, an extended period of time past this day is for the is for the Christians to pray. Those of you that don't believe in God, you you're gonna believe how you're gonna believe how you want to believe. You're gonna you're gonna believe in whatever you want to believe in. But the one thing I will say about these gatherings, these gatherings have to be gatherings where the believers believe in Jesus Christ as the only way to uh, get to heaven. We listen to me. That sounds harsh. I'm sorry. But Jesus Christ said himself, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Jesus Christ said that. So it doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't matter what other religion or cult that you belong to. You can, you'll get angry 
and you'll be so angry that you'll you'll do yourself some physical or, or mental or uh, uh, harm because you just can't handle the fact that Jesus Christ is the only way. God, the Father who came down, wrapped himself in flesh, walked amongst mankind perfectly um, without sin, and then went after being crucified, sat on the right hand of the throne of God, making he now makes intercession for us, and the Holy Spirit, his spirit, he left here. He sent him back, the comforter, to come back. Read, read, read John, the 16th chapter. The Holy Spirit, he sent him back to come and to abide in us so that we can live this life, a great life. And so now, what the world needs to understand is that the world needs the saints of God. It does, the world needs the saints of God. The world needs us to intercede for them. The world needs the Christians to intercede for them. Our country needs it. Our political processes need it. Our hospitals, our police, you know, uh, our teachers, our children, especially our children, all need the saints of God and to intercede for them. And it's the prayer is that even the kids will grow up to know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And so this great gathering that's going to take place in Washington that's coming up in, um, in the, uh, at the time stated is going to be good for this country. It, if, if not anything else, it'll be good for the saints of God. I want to read a scripture. And this is a, a scripture out of James, the fifth chapter. I'm going to start at verse number 13. I'm going to read down through verse number 16. James, the fifth chapter, verse number 13 through verse number 16. And the scripture says, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now listen to this. This is a very important verse. Verse number 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It makes things happen. The prayer of the saints, when, 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 the, when the Christians get together on this day and come out and determine that they're going to worship together and pray together, when, when, this, when, when, this, when, this, when this takes place, you're going to find something very important is going to happen. And people are going to be saved. People are going to be delivered. True peace will come. It's it's, it, 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 never, it never seems to uh, amaze me how people think that they in themselves can bring peace. When we know that Jesus Christ, he's the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. I'm not the prince of peace. Your pastor's not the prince of peace. Jesus Christ, he is the prince of peace. He's the one. So, you know, starting on, on, on September the 26th, you know, um, as, as, and, as, and from that point on to the end of 2020 and past the election period, the Christians are going to be praying. And the word of God just said that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. The righteous man availeth much. You know, the word, the word of God says in 1 John 1 and 9, and I'm going to hit you with all these scriptures because you need to know that these people that you are going to be poo-pooing, that you're going to be cussing at, these people that you're going to be talking about and laughing at and, and heckling and, and, and doing all manner of ugly things to. These people you need. And uh, 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 1 John, the first letter of John, you know, there's three letters, John 1, 2, and 3. 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. The first letter of John, verse uh, the first chapter, verse number 9 says, If you confess your sins before God that he's faithful and just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you with uh cleanse you from all unrighteousness, which means that he will clothe you with his righteousness. It means that he will he will forgive you of your sins. If you mean it, if you are and don't think that God is dumb. 
don't think that God is 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 a uh, is a uh, uh, is is silly because he's not. He's God. He's perfect in every way. So he will know your heart. He will know your heart. He will know whether or not you are there for the right reason. He will know when that you're there and you really mean it. He will know. And this is a prayer that if you are there, you will be there for the right reason. This is the thing. If you are there, that you will be there with your whole heart, that you'll be there for the sole purpose of giving your life over to Christ, repenting of your sins, turning from your wickedness. This country right now is so full of wickedness and deceit. You know, if you uh, listen to Phineas's Javelin, if you listen to the podcast, I did um, um, How About Hell Parts 1, 2, and 3. It's about four hours. And it's all about hell. And it, I would, it would behoove you to listen to that, uh, those podcasts, those episodes. Because hell is a terrible place. Hell is going to be full of a, full, a, a place full of unrepentant sinners. People that scoffed at God himself and then scoffed at his people. People that cursed God and then cursed his people. Unrepentant. Killers, murderers, the perverse ones. You know, all of those physical perverse things that that you see in society now that, that they're saying, that they're trying to make, say that, that you're all right to be that way and you can be a Christian and be that way. If you are truly a Christian and you truly love God and you are a homosexual, a lesbian, a transgender, this non-binary um, lifestyle and attitude that people have, if you truly love Jesus, if you truly saved, you can be delivered from that. People stay in that way. Because they want to stand that way. They want to say that they're saved and they want to stand that way. I want to ask a question. And this is a question that you have to answer in your own self, within yourself. This is a, and, you, and listen to me. And you can lie to yourself if you want to. It's not going to do you any good. Because I found out years ago that I, I can't lie to God because God knows everything that I'm thinking and everything that I'm doing. If homosexuality is bad here on the earth and people make it out to be that it's all right by god and they believe homosexuals uh, lesbians transgender the non-binary crowd and i want to put them in a category right over here but then also the murderers the thieves the fornicators the adulterers uh the liars this all these i will put them in a category over here if people believe that it's all right though to be in that first category all the lascivious perverse things if they believe that jesus christ says that it's all right and it's god says it's all right for them to live like that down here that they can be christians down here like that so what do they believe is going to be in heaven do 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 you or do they believe that there's going to be homosexuals lesbians transgendered and non-binary um community do, are they are they going to be in heaven are they going to be in heaven because if, if you say no, those things are they're not going to be in heaven, but they're all right down here, then you can't have it both ways. Because either you will be allow the Lord to deliver you down here, which he can do if you really want to have a relationship with God through Christ Jesus. You can be delivered from those, those uh, demonic influences because that's what they are. They're just this demonic influence, uh, thievery, constant uh, unrepentant lying, fornication, adultery perversions pedophilia all those things are demonic influences and you can be delivered from those demonic influences if you want to but if you say that you're a christian and you think that you can live your life like that down here and then pray and have an audience with god you're not going to be able to do it you're not gonna be able to do it because the, the the very god that that said those things were wrong in the old testament is the very god that says that they're 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 wrong in the new testament romans the first chapter it gives a list of them talks about them very 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 clearly and without without it without it very succinct, succinctly so you, you know you can't have it both ways this is the hope that you will please let the Lord deliver you from those things and then walk in the power and the authority of the true and living God because then you can pray because I'll be going back real quick here to the very scripture, Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, verse number um, 14. But I'm going to read verse number 13 ahead of it. Because a lot of the things that are going on in this country, in this country right here, and then those countries around the globe, they're going on because people 
do not want to do right by God. There's a very important scripture in Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verses 9 and verses number 10. So if you think that you can, that you, that you can fool God, if you think that you can maybe go to this great gathering and, and, and pretending like God won't know that you're there for the wrong reason, or maybe you might go um, there and think that you're all right and that you don't have to repent, you just want to be there, you know, understand this. God knows the heart. He's the only one that knows the heart. Satan does not know your heart, but God knows your heart. Satan can watch you. He can put things in your mind. He can trick you and deceive you, but he does not know your heart. So in Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verses 9 and verses 10, in this major prophet Jeremiah, the evil heart is spoken of. The evil heart is spoken of. And it says, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The question is asked. This is God talking to Jeremiah to let the people know. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So God knows the heart. He's the just judge of the heart. He knows the evil works of humanity. He sees it. He hears it. You know, you can't fool him. There's nothing that a human on this face on the face of the earth could do to get that gets by God. Every sound that's made, every movement that's made, every every uh, power and principality, the thrones and dominions, God is over them all. And so, see this you know, the United States of America and all the continents, the countries on the face of this globe, they need Jesus Christ. That's why God has. Um, has um, um, sanctioned and sent out missionaries and evangelists. The word, the word, the word to word, um, the word to word, uh, word to uh, word uh, uh, of the gospel going out to people. God has God has made sure that is that is going out. And He said, and He said, because He said in His word, He said, He said, My word will go out and it will not return unto me void, but that it would accomplish. Everything that he set it forth to accomplish. So those souls that are going to be saved, they're going to be saved. He knows the ones that are going to that are going to receive salvation and the ones that won't. He knows. We don't know. It's not for me to say. Well, maybe I mean, maybe maybe he or she or maybe I was born to be a sinner all the days of my life. No, no, you don't know that. Just like just like for thirty years when I was sinning, I didn't know I was going to be saved one day. I had no idea that I was going to be saved. I had no idea that I was going to be a pastor over God's people. I had no idea that he was going to put a, 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 a passion in, in my heart and my soul for him. I had no idea because I was living my life the way I wanted to live it. And he allowed me to do that until finally one day I heard him speak to me and I said, yes, Lord, if you are out there and God is speaking to you, you need to understand he knows your heart. He knows, he knows how deceitful and desperately wicked the heart is. He knows. And, and nothing fools him. Nothing takes him by surprise. He's always, he's not shaken. God is not shaken by the things that humanity does. He's not shaken by the evil things, the, 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 the evil things that are said about his son, Jesus. He's not shaken by those things. He, you know, he looks, he looks on those that speak to him with pity. And wants them to know that if you repent of your sin, then you could be saved. So this great, so this, so this great gathering that we're talking about is a, is a great gathering of people who have determined in their heart that they are no longer going to live their lives outside of the will of God. And don't get me wrong. The word of God says all have sinned and come short of his glory. There's none perfect, no, not one except for Jesus Christ, the, 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 the God-man who walked. He was the only one that was perfect and without flaw. But us, we, you know, with us, with us we, have, we have these issues of, and, and we, we make mistakes and we say things. We can hurt each other. You know, we can do things that we shouldn't do, get involved in things that we shouldn't get involved in. But if we really love God, if we really love him, then we can confess our sins 
and he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You, me, whoever. You know, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your financial class, your educational status, the language that you speak, whether you're a farmer or a rancher or a, or a factory worker or a truck driver. It doesn't matter. God is a God of all humanity. And he's there waiting for his humanity to receive him. The free gift of salvation. He wants to be in fellowship. Isn't that amazing? God wants to speak to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. But when he when he tries to speak to you and you say, oh, I don't believe in you, God. I don't believe in nothing you got to say. I don't want to hear it because I'm living my life myself. When you do that, he's not going to make you as if because he could if he wanted to. But that's God could do. He could do anything except for fail. But he loves you so much that he's willing to give you free choice. The same way he gave me free choice. And now that I've come to understand that I thank God that he, he didn't allow me to die in my sin. That every morning that I woke up, every single morning for the first 30 years of my life before I got saved, every single morning that I woke up and did that, took a deep breath, I thank God for those days. Because if I had died before I took that, uh, uh, before I repented of my sins, and before I believed on him as my savior, I would have gone to hell. So I want to go back to 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. And I want to read, um, uh, let me see. I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read verse 11 through verse number 14. Because it's, you know, people always talk about, well, you know, you have to look at the context of it. What is the context? You know, people that are, people that are trying to make excuses for not being saved, for not hearing what Jesus is saying to them, uh, they, they want to, they want to try to, uh, 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 try to, uh, make you think, uh, like there's how smart they are. Well, what about the context? What is the context? So what we'll do, we'll read the context because if you remember in Chronicles, uh, King David has allowed, um, Solomon to build the temple. And this is a time when they're going to get back into a relationship with God. And it's been laid, the, 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 the framework, the groundwork has been laid for how to do that, uh, just to be very brief. And then, of course, they went on to, they went on to uh, be subjugated uh, some 200-some years later because of their rebellion towards God. But in, in, um, in this, these scriptures, uh, let's listen to what it, God has to tell us out of this Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, verse number 11 through verse number 14. The word of God says, thus... Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart. Listen, listen, listen to that. And all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he prospers, he prosperously effected. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. And have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Verse number 13. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. Listen now. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if I send pestilence among my people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Beautiful. Listen to me. Now here we are. Here we are in 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 nineteen uh in, in nineteen uh, uh excuse me, twenty twenty, September twenty twenty, and this one thousand four years before Christ. So some 3,000, some 3,000 years ago, God spoke to his people. He spoke to King Solomon. Remember, King Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs and was known to be the wisest man to ever, to ever walk. Well, so, so God spoke to, spoke to King Solomon 3,000 some odd years ago and told him, what he, said, what he said here. And that verse 14 is key. Because that's the verse that, 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 uh, that um, Jonathan Kahn, that he recited. 
Second Chronicles, 7th chapter, verse number 14. If my people which are called by my name, these are the saints of God. Here it is in 2020. Those people who are called by God, those saved ones, the ones that believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. The ones that believe that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. The ones that believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to get to God. These are God's people. You know, we're all God's creation. But those that have said yes, Lord, to your will and yes, Lord, to your way, we are God's children. We are his chosen ones. We are the ones that we got outside of our flesh and determined that we're going to do right by God. He said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. How do you humble yourself? The word of God says in Proverbs 16 and 18 that pride, pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before fall. You can look around this country and see the pride and the arrogance and the haughty spirit of, of, of liberals, uh, uh, um, conservatives, black, white, male, female. You can see this taking place in all segments of our society. Haughty people that don't want to humble themselves. Unbelievers. The fool have said in his heart that there is no God. Unbelievers that do not want to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. And I want you to understand something. Whether this was in the Old Testament dispensation and the New Testament dispensation, the time between the 400 years of communication from Malachi to Matthew and then on until now, that the God that canonized, allowed these books to be canonized in the Holy Scripture, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He hadn't changed. So what he said and meant then in Chronicles, he says and mean it now. It's still, this is his heart. This is God's heart. This is what he wants for his country. This is what he wants for his people, rather. This is what he wants. And for the believers, those that kept the law in the Old Testament dispensation, the remnant people that kept the law in the Old Testament dispensation, they understand the way we understand today, but now we today have the Holy Spirit. We have no excuse. He sent the son. No more, no more need for the, for, the, for the sacrificing of lambs and, and rams and, and bulls and, and, and turtle doves and, and making the cakes. No more need for that because Jesus Christ became the final lamb of sacrifice. In him, all souls are saved. And so, are you able to humble yourself? If you are a Christian and you know that you're not living right, if you are a Christian and you profess to be a Christian, I'm using air quotes because you can't see my hands. If you profess to be Christians, that's why it's going to be good for you to, to watch, to look at the uh, Phoenix's Javelin um, YouTube. If you are a Christian, you profess to be a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, is it a brand name to you? Or do you really mean it? Are you saying it just to say it? Or do you really mean it? Because if you're just said it just to say it and your heart's not right, then you you might as well just you might as well not even pray. Because your prayers are not going to be heard. Your prayers are not going to be heard. This is what it says. Shall if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Humble themselves and pray. Repent. Humility. Repent of your sins. Ask the Lord to forgive you for your backsliding ways, the things that you've been doing that are not right. Ask the Lord to give you the strength to stand against all of the evil of this world, to give you a fire. Humble. Lord, take away my flesh, my, my arrogance, my ego, my pride, this loathsome spirit that Satan has, has snuck in on me. Because I'm a Christian. And if I'm a Christian, and I'm a true Christian, then I walk under the authority and the protection of, of, of a divine God so that no matter what happens to me down here, I know that I have a place awaiting for me in heaven. So I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to say yes, Lord, to your will and yes, Lord, to your way. I'm going to do all that you have called for me to do, God. And then I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your face in prayer. When I wake up in the morning, when I go down at nighttime, I'm going to seek your face in prayer. I'm going to give you thanks for every, every waking moment, sweet rest at nighttime. 
I'm going to seek your face for wisdom. The word of God says in James, the first chapter, uh, James, the first chapter, verse number five. If there's any amongst you lack wisdom, let them ask of God who gives liberally and upbraid if not. Is there is, 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 is there is there any among you out there amongst you out there that lack wisdom? Let them ask of God. Because no man can give you the wisdom that God can give you. So you need to seek God's face. Pray. Seek his face. Look for him. Call out to him. Follow hard after him. Oh my goodness, listen to me, y'all. Being saved is the greatest life a human could ever live, especially when you take the time to foster that personal relationship. Listen to me, between you and God. The fellowship with the saints is a necessity. That's why he talks about that. He talks about that in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse number 25. Forsake not yourself the assembling of the church in the manner of some is, but even so much the more as you see the day approaching. So the fellowship with the saints is a necessity. But to have that personal relationship with God through Christ Jesus, that is a must. That's a must. Because it's in that where you learn how to pray. You, 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 you talk to him. You pray. You seek his face. And then in that, it says, and turn from their wicked ways. Listen to me. The, the, more, the, the more you come to know God and what he expects, the more you'll turn from your wickedness. Listen to me. Those people out there, those two groups that I talked about earlier, excuse me, there's some wickedness that's there. And once again, the book of Romans, the first chapter, talks about that wickedness. Those wicked deeds, those wicked things that man and woman and, and then children do. Those wicked thought processes. You know, the word of God says in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse 4 says, uh, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds. And then verse 5 says, and casting out imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, the things that, the things that you need only come from God. The things that help you turn from your wickedness, they come from God when you seek his face. And I'm building up to something now because, see, there's all these prerequisites for our nation. There's all these prerequisites for our nation in order for the nation to get what uh, to be the way that it's supposed to be, the way that it could be. The saints of God, those of us that will be online or that will march in this in that great gathering. Y'all need us. <laughs> whether you believe, whether you believe it or not, you need us. And I guarantee you, because if you were to run in and to and to try to destroy and kill all of those people that are praying for you and seeking God's face for you. Then where would you be? Then where would you be? Because there's nobody there to fight your battle for you anymore. There's nobody there to fight the spiritual battle that you're in. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse number 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's far beyond what you can do. It's far beyond what we can do. We, the, the, the saved ones, the Christians, we know, where, we know who the battle is with. We know who we fight against, but we know who our victor is. We know who, 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 has, who has the power over sin and death and hell. We know who it is. It's God. But the only way to get to him is to go through his son, Jesus the Christ. And so these people, so whether it was a thousand and four years uh, or, or 3,024 3, years ago, we know that the word of God stands sure. We know that it stands sure. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Listen to me. God is listening. He's listening. God is listening. He wants to hear from us. He wants us to turn from our wicked ways. And if we do that, then he said he'll hear, he'll hear from heaven. God sits in heaven. He's the only one. <laughs> all the uh, Satan and the fallen angels, all those principalities, the powers, the rulers, of the rulers of the darkness of this world, the spiritual wickedness that's in high places. They have no, there's no, there's no war going on between them and God. 
God is sitting, waiting, watching to see who will be, whose side are you leaning on? We used to sing that song in the church. Whose side are you leaning on? I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Whose side are you praying on? I'm praying on the Lord's side. You know, listen to me. You got to decide. You are, we are at a time in our country where we are in the valley of decision. We are at a crossroads. We are at, at, at a why in the, a why in this spiritual a journey that we're on. Which way will you go? Will you go right? Or will you go wrong? Will, will, will you be confused and just, just hope you're going in the right way? Or will you get your direction from God? Will you seek Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and allow him to give you the guidance that you need? The wisdom that you need to, to take it all in. Because what is this life? James 4 and 14 says, what is your life? James asked the church a question. What is your life? It's but a vapor. You're here for a short time and then you vanish away. If you get a pot, a kettle, put water in it, bring it to a boil. And that thing starts, that, that, that's, that steam starts coming out as that thing screams. You will realize, look how fast. As fast as that seat steam comes out of that kettle, it just it just it just just vanishes away. You don't see it, but for over a brief time, that's what your life is like. That's what our life is like. That's what my life is like. And when this all comes down to it, when it all comes down to an end, and it's all over, when it's all said and done, you know, who are you going to serve? So the Christians, the saints, the believers in Jesus Christ, we are the ones that are going to pray for this nation. And he said that if we do that, if we turn, if we do, if we do what's right, if we, the saints, do what's right. And that's what Phineas's javelin is all about, y'all, in, in the months and years to come. That's what this Phineas's javelin is all about. It's about the church doing right. It's about the church doing what we're supposed to do. It's about the church not falling prey to the tricks and the traps of this world. It's about the church standing firm on the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about the church being courageous and fearless. Husbands and dads, mothers, you know, uh, daughters, sons. You know, it's about the church. It's about the pastors and the bishops and the evangelists and the missionaries and the school Sunday school teachers and just the laity. It's about us doing what we're supposed to do and being glad about it, not being ashamed, not being ashamed but doing what we're supposed to do. Because if that takes place, if we do what we're supposed to do, he said he would hear, he would hear from heaven and will forgive our sins and will heal the land. This land, the intercessory prayer of the Christians is what's going to carry this land through. You know, Look, no one knows neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Only God. And when things have gotten to the point where God says it's time, um, son, for you to go back, then he's going to send them back. And just like in the days of Noe, when all the people were there, the, the, it, it, said in the, it says in the word that back in Genesis, it says that the thoughts and the intents of their hearts were and thoughts and the intents of their heart were only evil continually. And if you see, if you look at what's going on around this country, what's going on around this globe, the thoughts and the intents of the people's hearts is beginning to the point where it's only evil continually. You know, and seeking order out of chaos. Our next, our next uh, episode on next Thursday, we're going to deal with the children and how bad it is for our children. Oh my goodness. Listen to me. Look, there's story after story, news after news, you know, terrible things that are happening to the children. Why? Because the adults have grown up without God. Their parents didn't teach them. And if their parents did teach them, they grew up, they grew up and they went to these colleges and these colleges told them that that's not real. You don't need that. Just do whatever you want to do. And now they're raising children that have the same old nasty attitudes. But the church should not be that way we those of us that are of the household of faith we must train up our child train up our children in the way that they should go so that when they get older they will not depart this is the they might go out there and and and, and dip a little bit and try a little bit but if we give them enough while they're young 
when they start realizing that what we gave them was the truth, then they'll come back full. They'll come back full fledged. Look at all these people. Look at all these people. These young. These are a lot of. These, a lot of these are young people. One of the parts. One. One. One of the. One of the. Of the. Of the special seg, um, segments that they're going to have at this rally is going to be for the young. It's going to be for the youth. It's going to be for the young people. For those to come and and those that want to have given their life to Christ. It says right here. Uh, this is this right here is a uh, is the initial um, uh, about the gathering, and it says right here. Let me find it because one of these parts is going to be for the young. Let me see. They have the public. They have uh, oh here you go. Uh, the re the uh, the return eve. Next generation. Friday night, September the twenty fifth, from six to nine p.m. Join us on the National Mall for a night of worship and prayer for the next generation. Joshua 1, 6 through 9. See, listen to me. The, we, I, man, I pray that these young people will get fired up. That they'll get fired up. That you'll get fired up. That you'll have, if you, if you can't make it the way I can't make it, then if you if, have your children sit down in front of the TV and watch it with you. Let them, because I believe that children draw children. The youth will draw the youth. The next generation will draw the next generation. If they can see the reality of this and the prayer has gone up and you will speak to your children about it, then, then listen to me. We can reclaim our land. We can reclaim it. Before Jesus Christ comes back, a lot of souls will be saved. A lot of souls will be saved. A lot of backsliders will be re reclaimed to the, key, to, the, to, to, uh, to the kingdom of God. Uh, and he will heal He'll hear from heaven and heal the land. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures here, and I'm almost done for today. Matthew, my favorite scriptures. You're going to find out if you spend enough time with Phineas's javelin, you're going to find out that these are a couple of my favorite scriptures because Jesus Christ himself is speaking these words. If you have a red letter edition Bible, then it's in red. That means that Jesus Christ himself spoke these words and it's very important because these three verses um matthew the seventh chapter verse 13 and 14 and then verse number 21 they speak volumes they speak volumes about the way this country is going and not just this country but the globe it says it says in 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 uh, uh, matthew the seventh chapter verse number 13 enter ye in at the straight gate this is the king james version bible for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And listen, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. And then verse number 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven you know it's very important because you have to understand in a time that we live in that verse number 15 is very important it says be beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves people out there they're going to lie to you they're trying to tell you that they know what's best for you they're trying to tell you that you need to follow them jesus christ said in the scripture if the blind be leaders of the blind they'll both fall into the ditch are you blind are you following blind people if you're not saved and you're following somebody that's not saved beyond a shadow of a doubt, then you you and him, you and that person you're following, you're going to fall into a ditch. If you die in your sin, you both go to hell. It's as simple as that. But you don't have to. Christ died so that you don't have to. So in closing today, I just wanted to uh, spend some time with you, uh, let you know that this great gathering is going to be taking place, that it's it's coming. It's going to be Saturday, September the 26th, 2020 at 9, p at 9 a.m. And it's going to be having um, on the, uh, the 25th, uh, there's going to be the day for the youth. The 26th is the day. And then it, it, it's going to go on. And they're, they're, actually, they're actually saying uh, um, um, it's actually going to go uh, throughout the end of 2020. Going to keep on praying. Going to keep on fasting. Going to keep on believing. Going to keep on crying out to the Lord. Up until the time that the that the that the that the uh, 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 the um, the election takes place, and then after that, because I'm telling you something, 
And no matter what man becomes the president of the United States of this country, without Jesus Christ, this country's doomed. Without you, with, without you having Christ in your life, you are doomed. So I'm going to say a prayer. And if you uh, want salvation, you don't have to wait until that time. You can get it now. If you want to, if you want to be saved, if you if you have heard uh, uh, something that I've said and it it has pricked your heart, and you have a desire to turn from your wicked ways, repent unto God and be saved, you can do it right now. Don't need no fanfare. You don't need a bunch of people hoop uh, hoop on you, and you know uh, you don't have to buy it. You know, you don't have to work hard for it. You don't have to do, you don't have to work at all for it. You just have to receive it. It's like if somebody said, hey, I have a billion dollars for you. Do you want it? And you say, yeah, well, put your hand out. You put your hand out there and they put a whole pallet, <laughs> a whole pallet, a billion dollars on your hand. And you didn't ask for it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to do anything. You just had to receive it. A free gift. Look, salvation through Christ Jesus all the billions and trillions and quadrillions and sink millions in the world could not pay for the free gift of salvation through Christ Jesus. Because listen to me, when everything else is going to fade away, all the money, all the name calling, all of the, uh, the, the, the arrogance and the, and the rebellion, when all that stuff is gone, only the things that we do for the Lord will last. That's it. That's it. This country, like all other continents, when Christ comes back, is going to be tried in fire. Those who, who, who have died and gone home in the, in the flesh before Christ comes back, those that are saved, they will receive their reward in that great getting up morning. Those that are still alive, you'll receive your reward or your condemnation. Uh, there'll also be those that are dead, who have died before Christ comes back. They will receive their condemnation also. So this is a great thing. So follow after me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I ask that you'll forgive me of my sins and come into my life and be the Lord of my life all the remaining days of my life. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that on the third day, God raised you up with all power. And now you sit on the right hand of God making intercession for me. It's by my faith and my belief in you and the profession that I'm making that I now believe and I know that I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Now I ask that you will help me to find a church home. Help me to find a pastor that will love me, that will teach me, that will spend time with me, that will disciple me the way that you want him to. I ask it in Jesus' name. For those of you that might have been backslidden, that might be confused, if you ask the Lord to forgive you of your backslidden ways, if you ask the Lord to do that in you, that you desire to have done in you, I guarantee you this, it'll be done. If you're confused, ask the Lord to take away the confusion because you want to be sure about your salvation and he'll do it. But the main thing receive salvation while there's yet a chance you might not wake up tomorrow so with that said i'm going to close out thank god for your ear today once again this is finish's javelin until next time